Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's podcast, we bring you an experience sharing article entitled Fallen Dafa Changed Me and Taught Me High Moral Values by a Fallen Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on May 8, 2023. I am in my 50s and reside in the countryside. Prior to practicing Fallen Dafa, I considered myself to be of a proud and noble character. I always fought with others and tried to gain the upper hand. After I got married, I saw myself as the one in charge at home. I couldn't stand my husband for being honest, cowardly, and incompetent. He didn't know how to care for me and always fought with me. When my in-laws realized that I didn't treat their son respectfully, they were critical of me. Therefore, our family conflicts never ceased. After I began to cultivate in Dafa, I learned to be considerate of others when I faced conflicts and to be tolerant. I have gone through tremendous changes mentally and physically. Part 1. Group Fight Averted My son came home from school one afternoon, and a few of his classmates came with him. I asked him, What's the matter? He didn't say anything. The next morning, as soon as I went into the room, I saw that his arm was swollen. Only then did I find out that on his way home, my son and his classmate rode their bicycles while holding each other's hands. Suddenly, Another student swung a thick stick to hit my son's classmate, who pulled away his hand. The stick hit my son's arm instead. The classmates, who came home with him yesterday, wanted to help and take revenge. It was painful for me to see my son's expression of agony. However, I remembered that Master said, in teaching at the conference in Canada, quote, Practitioners must think about others. Unquote. So I said to my son, I understand you feel hurt and feel upset. Please quickly recite Fallen Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. I'll recite it with you. Then Master Lee, Dafa's founder, will help you. Your bone will be fine. If you are not sure, how about if I take you for an x-ray? My son agreed to that suggestion. On the way, I said to my son, don't get your classmate to help you fight back. In a group fight, the situation can easily get out of control. What if someone else gets injured accidentally? This also involves having other people commit a crime. Isn't all that we suffer just some pain? We can endure it. How about you forgive the boy who hit you? You never know. You may become good friends later on. He agreed. 
At that time, I thought, if their teachers knew about this, they would be punished. Nowadays, it's quite a burden for parents to support their children, and it is better not to give them more headaches. After he got an x-ray at the hospital, it showed that he was fine. He also fully recovered after a short rest. A potential risk of having a group fight was dissolved. Part 2. Meeting My Son's Girlfriend Before my son graduated from the university, he brought a classmate home, introducing her as his girlfriend. He said to me, Mother, I've listened to your advice and didn't have a girlfriend for many years. I'm almost the last one in my class to have a girlfriend. I asked my son about his girlfriend's family situation and realized that she was nice and pure. After dinner, the girl came to my room to chat with me. I said to her, You are dating my son. I want to treat you like my family. Upon watching you, you are a reasonable girl. I'd like to share my thoughts with you. As a young girl, you should respect yourself. Not until the day you get married should you have a relationship with my son as a married couple would. I told my son the same thing. Since you came to my home, I feel I should be responsible to you. I cultivate in Falundafa, and I know that a being has rules to follow, as opposed to going with the flow. Don't just look at how other people do things, then follow suit and have an inappropriate relationship. In a God's eyes, it's committing a crime. In other words, if you and my son get married in the end, that's very good. If it doesn't happen like that, then you have nothing to lose. This young girl nodded her head and said, Auntie, yes, I understand. Part 3 The Story of Our Village Land Being Occupied A few years ago, a road was to be built in front of our village. After people heard about it, they all planted trees in their fields with the purpose of trying to squeeze more compensation from the project owner. I said to my husband, who worked in a different city, we can't do something fake just to get more money. Because I practice DAFA, I have to be truthful. If you don't agree with me, then you are in charge of the piece of land that is yours. As to my piece of land, I will not plant anything. He quickly said, I'll follow you. You are the boss. One neighbor told me that everyone in our village planted trees. And if I didn't do that, so-and-so in our village would offer a high price to rent my land. At that time, I was ready to build a house, but was short of money. However, I told her that I didn't plant any trees because I practiced Afa. I couldn't do so just for the sake of my self-interest to squeeze more money from the government. She was caught off guard and said, Our regular people have only this option to squeeze money from the government. Moreover, if you rent it out, 
Whatever the other person does has nothing to do with you. I said, if I rented it to him, it'd be the same as assisting this person to cheat. Therefore, I won't do that. Part 4. Being Kind to Workers My house was built and ready for renovation. When I talked to the construction foreman, he said he'd charge me by the day. The last step was to do some work in the kitchen, and they had to redo it four times. At first, when I saw them putting in nails, then taking them out and doing that repeatedly, my heart went up and down. I thought, what kind of ugly job were they doing? I paid for the materials and paid them for their time. Was it for them to practice? Seeing that they weren't doing their job seriously, I held my temper and did not complain about them. Later, I feared that I couldn't hold my temper any longer and wouldn't behave like a practitioner, so I turned a blind eye to them. Every day after I finished delivering a few bottles of hot water and a few packages of cigarettes to them, I just left. Gradually, I was able to calm down. In the end, the foreman had to finish the work himself. He said, Our workers are not very skilled. I realized that they wasted so much time and a lot of materials. Let me cover the labor cost for these few days. You don't have to worry about that. I said, Thank you but I'll have to cover it since you didn't intentionally have your workers waste time and materials, and I didn't provide you with a detailed drawing either. I could not claim it was their fault. When they worked on a house in a nearby village, I went to find them. I saw a strip of non-woven fabric about one and a half feet wide and more than ten feet long in the garbage. I picked it up and used a wallpaper knife to cut off a long strip that was four inches wide, which happened to be useful for my family. So I took it home. As soon as I got home, I regretted doing it. The homeowners weren't at home, so it wasn't right for me to take something from their home. Master said in the poem Sage, in Essentials for Further Advancement, quote, he is full of great aspirations while minding minor details. Unquote. So, I said to the foreman's wife, I went to the house where you people worked yesterday and took something from there. I don't know the homeowners. They were not at home either. I can only give them compensation through you. She said, That was just garbage. What's the point of your paying for that? I said, It's garbage for them, yet didn't I put it to good use? I shouldn't take advantage of them. In other words, I took something away from them when they weren't around. That's counted as stealing. She said, How can it be so serious? While taking the money from me, she said, As a practitioner, you do things differently than we would. Part 5. Looking After My Mother-in-Law 
A few years ago, my mother-in-law went to a hospital about 70 miles from my home for knee replacement surgery. At that time, my husband worked in a city far away and couldn't come home to look after her. My sister-in-law and I took turns looking after her. I drove to the hospital every day where I gave her a sponge bath, combed her hair, and cleaned her up. I also comforted her, encouraging her not to be scared. After her surgery, I helped her to do the rehab exercises. I had her stand behind me with her hands holding onto my shoulder in order to walk step by step. One time, I helped her to urinate. I didn't expect her to have a bowel movement right after that, and the pee splashed onto my wrist. After I cleaned it off, she said to me, feeling embarrassed, I don't want to bother you this much. When your child was little, you had to go to work, and I asked you to give me all your pay, but it wasn't because I lived a poor life back then. I was caught off guard by what she said. Only after she mentioned it did I remember what she was referring to. When my child was a bit over one year old, in order to improve the financial situation in my family, I went to a school two miles away to be a substitute teacher. I worked during the day and babysat at night. My salary was only 150 yuan, and I had to give all of my pay to my mother-in-law. My husband worked out of town and had to give her all his pay as well. As a result, we were left with no money. If I had to pay for something, I had to use my savings. One time, due to a small matter, my mother-in-law tried to hit me with a broom while cursing. When other people came, she complained to them, saying that I hit her and almost choked her to death. At that time, when I went back to the room, I felt so distressed that my hands clasped and I couldn't open them. I felt so oppressed that I couldn't breathe. After that, when I got upset, I felt panicky and paced back and forth, and there was a gap between my mother-in-law and me. After I got married, because my husband and I had very different personalities, as soon as he came home, we began to fight. My in-laws also made me upset. I felt hopeless. At that time, in order to try to live a better life, I did about a dozen different jobs. In the end, I ran a barbecue business. It was extremely busy and I had to deal with all kinds of customers. Moreover, my in-laws never gave me a hand. When my husband came home, he not only didn't help me, but even fought with me. At that time, I felt exhausted. Sometimes I picked on the difficult customers to fight with them. As a weak woman, in order to survive at the very bottom of society, I lived a very hard life. After I began to practice in Dafa, my viewpoint changed. If my mother-in-law had not mentioned that past situation, I'd have forgotten about those things. When she mentioned it, 
I knew our gap had disappeared. Part 6. Looking After My Elderly Father Six years ago, my father began to have difficulty walking. He often lay in bed. After a while, his appetite diminished. Gradually, he became close to bedridden and lost the ability to take care of himself. After I went to visit my parents and learned about his situation, I had him move in with me. I had my son give him a bath and change his clothes. Then I had him stay in my bedroom. I prepared liquid foods like soup and porridge every day. I also asked him to recite, Fallen Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. I showed him how to do the exercises and had him read Dafa books. About a week later, his condition was almost back to normal. He could go to the washroom by himself, and he ate the same meals we ate. His health improved, and he could walk on his own without using a cane. A few months later, he went back to celebrate the Chinese New Year. One day in late fall of 2020, my father wanted to take a shower. After I helped him set the temperature and had him sit in the shower, I took my grandchild out. Two hours later, I came home. As soon as I went into the washroom, I saw him sitting there, and there was poop on the floor, wall, and toilet. It turned out that he hit the temperature control knob and accidentally turned the water temperature up to high. Hot water kept pouring over him for a while. As a result, half of his body, all the way from his shoulder to his thigh, including his arm, was burned and dark purple. I thought, what should I do? I asked my father, if you want to go to the hospital, I'll drive you there immediately before informing your son. He said, no, I don't need to go to the hospital. I am fine. This time, I really need to learn Dafa seriously. Right then, my younger sister came. Seeing that, she quickly went home to get some burn medication. After she brought it, my father refused to use it, saying he would be fine. At night, he was in so much pain that he kept walking. Both my son and I took turns watching him that night. In the morning, he had developed big blisters all over his body. Thus, he couldn't put on any clothes. I used my old winter coat to make a skirt and then wrapped it around him. I also sent my little grandchild to stay with his other grandmother so I could take care of my father day and night. I gave my father a bath and cleaned his burns every other hour. Otherwise, the whole room would be full of a rotten flesh smell. I had to make his three meals. I also washed his clothes and the cloth used for his diaper. I was so busy that I slept only a couple of hours each day. Four days later, my father's blisters began to develop scabs. But if I were to cover him with a duvet at night, the scabs would fester and pus floated out. 
I didn't know what to do. If I didn't cover him, I'd be afraid that he'd feel cold. But if I were to cover him, I'd be afraid that the scabs would fester. In the end, I decided to strip him. I turned on the heater, cut the legs off a pair of thick underwear pants, and put it on top of his legs. Then I cut two sleeves off a top and put them around his arms and tried to leave the area where he was burned exposed. When he was very tired from lying down, I helped him sit up. Every time I tried to move him a little bit, a layer of skin on his bum came off and stuck to the pad. One can imagine how much pain he was in at that time. During the daytime, I left the area where he was burned open. I had him listen to Master's audio recordings. One night, my father appeared to be at the brink of death. He pointed to outside the window and said, It's time for me to go. Tell them. I was so scared that I kept the lights on the whole night. In the morning, I asked him, What were you saying last night? He said he didn't remember. When my mother-in-law came to visit and saw his situation, she said to me, He is in very serious condition. It's time you have to tell your brother. At his age, what if his life is in danger? I said, I'm fine. He believes in Dafa. Master is in charge of him. Look, isn't he doing better day by day? Even if he were to go to the hospital, he wouldn't have recovered as quickly as he has. If you don't believe it, please come again and you'll see how well he will be doing. She left without saying anything. She did return one afternoon. When she looked at the burned area, it had shrunk a great deal. She said, sure enough, he is getting better very quickly. My younger sister and I had looked after him. Ten days later, my other sister came. When she saw how exhausted I was, she decided to stay to also give me a hand. Twelve days later, my brother came. After he saw the situation, he asked me, Why didn't you tell me earlier? I said, Father didn't want me to tell you. If we were to tell you, you'd have taken him to the hospital. He didn't want you to pay for his medical expenses. And such a large wound wouldn't heal that quickly. Father said he would leave it up to Master. Take it easy. He has gotten a lot better. If you have time, feel free to come and look after him. Otherwise, don't worry about it. A dozen days later, my father had to constantly urinate. He urinated from every 10 minutes to every 30 minutes. Gradually, the color of his pee became transparent. He also lost a lot of weight. His chest skin became as tight and bright as that of a young person. The swelling in his hand went down, and his skin color became normal. He could open his fingers and then make a fist. The leg that had become thicker and wouldn't bend also recovered. 
and both his legs looked the same. Twenty-four days later, my father's large burned area was healed without taking any medication, injections, or using any anti-inflammatory measures. It was only by listening to Master's recorded lectures and having me read Juan Falun to him that the miracle appeared. Our whole family got to witness the miraculous nature of Falun Dafa. I truly hope the world's people can all come to understand Falun Dafa and realize its purity and the beauty brought about by truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, as well as the happiness and joyfulness one feels deep within as one elevates. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.